The sermon for this evening is based on uh, the first book of Peter, chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. The sermon is entitled, Joyfully Lutheran, the Eighth Commandment. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Now, what does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him or, or slander him or hurt his reputation, but defend him and speak well of him and explain everything in the kindest ways. God's gift of reputation. That is what the Eighth Commandment is about. The Eighth Commandment is about words. Words that come out of our mouth. Like a tube of toothpaste, we know the adage, once the word gets out, you never, you never can take it back. Words, right? So good they are. On one hand, they uplift, they encourage, they comfort, they provide peace as we help our neighbor in their circumstances. These good words as they point to the gracious word of Christ. They gain trust and fellowship, friendship, faith in one another. And how these relationships are built up with, with strength, with that good foundation that is of this faith. Yet on the other hand, how these words can tear down someone so quickly. Damage and destroy relationships, they do. Not only relationships, but also reputations. As the words of betrayal and slander cause great harm to those around us. Remember, the second use or the second table of the law is about how we ought to love our neighbor. And the words, how damaging they can be. The words that become like this disease that continues to snowball and spread ruin everywhere it goes, syllable after syllable after syllable. Luther wrote in the large catechism, here belongs particularly the detestable, shameful vice of speaking behind a person's back and slandering to which the devil spurs us on and of which much could be said, for it is a common evil plague, a plague that everyone prefers hearing evil more than hearing good about his neighbor. We ourselves are so bad that we cannot allow anyone to say anything bad about us. Everyone would much prefer that all the world should speak of him in glowing terms. Yet we cannot bear the best is spoken about others words. What a disease these words can become, especially at that proverbial water cooler. Laughing and gossiping and whispering and speaking ill against one another, these chatters, these whispers, how, how, how damaging they are to the reputation of those that we speak of. And even in church, this happens as well. 
wherever it may be, the result is never good. The divisive nature of gossip proceeds to do what? In its very nature, separate and divide, produce schisms. All the meanwhile, the one who's bearing false witness, who is speaking behind and, and slandering and betraying and speaking lies behind that person's back, what happens? Their own pride is elevated as they feel they are above that person they are chattering about. And how detestable this is, Luther writes, right? As Luther says, the main culprit of it all is the devil that spurs them on to be led by this plague. And indeed, it is a plague, right? It's not just something, oops, it, this is a plague. It spreads and it causes great destruction. We see it in our families. We see it at our jobs. We see it in our friendships, even at work, even sadly, even most tragically, even at church, especially at church. Because the devil, especially at church, loves division, right? The flock of Christ, the predator comes to separate the sheep, trying to conquer divine with words, with gossip, mouths filled with swords that are here to cut down and destroy how this destroys and how quickly it destroys the unity of the body of Christ and how sneakily and how quickly it happens. All the meanwhile, we forget and ignore the love and charity that is rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think as it reads in 1 Peter, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love, love covers a multitude of sins. Isn't this what we are called to do? To love with words, with generous words, with positive words, with putting the best construction on these very words. Be it how easy we use our words to downgrade those around us. Rather than going to them directly, how we, in our dislike for neighbors, speak behind their back. More than simply gossip, our words at the end of the day in these gossiping lips lack the true love of Christ. As it reads in 1 Corinthians 13, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Yet how the sin of the mouth, this mouth, right? Rather than bearing another's burden, rather than having compassion with uh, uh, encouraging and prayerful words, putting the best construction on things, the sinful mouth, the sinful nature would rather love itself and put the worst construction on things. We see it today, politicians ripping at each other, celebrities at each other's throats, social media. It's a stomping ground for stomping one another by words. That's how we see it. Character assassinations after character assassination in all of us, I think, to a certain degree, are guilty of that too. A quip here, a remark there. And soon it becomes an avalanche of 
vicious chatter then simply does no good at all. Words matter. Harrison writes in his book, Joyfully Lutheran, The Eighth Commandment, conflict is inevitable among sinners. That's right, we agree. Nothing is more common than individuals having different views on a situation, including opposing ideas on why a troubling matter exists, what caused it, what motivations are behind the parties involved, and the like. In such situations, mouths run off in ways that exacerbate the situation and cause even more conflict and damage to individuals, families, and congregations. People who experience such conflicts at church too often are soured on church altogether. Misuse of the tongue can and does have eternal consequences. Make no mistake. Words indeed matter. Do not tell lies, the catechism reads, for it is behind this all that the father of lies, the devil, continues to spurn us on to just go and go and go and use our lips to hurt and harm our neighbor. Do not betray, it reads, that we are, as Luther would say, do not blab like the swine who delight to roll themselves in dirt and root in it with a snout. That's what gossiping is swine who are just running around and laying themselves in mud and dirtying themselves the best way they can. Do not slander. Do not speak behind someone's back. Do not hurt their reputation. Keep their good name. Keep their good name. Love your neighbors with your words. And even so, hearing this how guilty we are at times, where how innocent we pose it, where we just say, you know, I'm just telling it how it is. But soon enough, as we go down that telling it how it is path, how we find ourselves destroying the good name of our neighbor. So I pray that we may all continue to walk in the name of the Lord, the love of Christ, to really think about our words before they come out of our mouth. To prayerfully be guided by the Lord's word and his promise. Because we very well know, all of us, how quickly we fall short. These words come to mind. Merciful Lord, please forgive me for my mouth, my words, my pride, and my ego. And ultimately, my sin, and my love of self. As my lips go on its way, gossiping, my rage, my seething anger, indeed, these are the words that are happening in this flesh. And the devil is there saying, do not love neighbor, love yourself. He is spurning it all, all along. But there is Christ, of course. Yes, we are called to follow the Eighth Commandment. Yes, we are called to use our words in the most charitable way. But there is Christ who, though the world would, right in front of his face and even behind his back, would defame his character time and time again. Though the world would scoff at every opportunity 
to discredit Christ, to scoff and, and defame his name, there the Son of God. He made these words of First Peter possible. Above all, keeping love, uh, loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. It's with love that we speak the words of love. It's with love that we forgive one another and speak in the most charitable of ways. It is of love that we put the best construction on things. It is love that fights against the tearing down of individuals with betrayal, slander, and words that only tear down. And that love is not just any love, right? It is the love of Christ. It is the love of His Word, His compassion, His care, His sacrifice to all the world. This is the love that we have. It is Christ who does not lie, who does not betray, who does not slander. But it is Christ who is the truth. He is no liar. The Christ who is faithful, who stands for the truth through His gracious Word, His crucifixion, where there... Our words, our slander, our betrayal, our lies are bore on his body. There he opens, not his mouth, and he dies for the sins of the world. There, like a sheep who is silent amongst his shears, he would shed his body and blood, purifying, cleansing, and washing away your sins. It is in his love that indeed he covers the multitude of sins, that all is finished, all is forgiven. You are reconciled to God. Through his love, you have eternity, the assurance that by the merits of Christ and the cross and the empty tomb, there in his resurrection, you have your own resurrection. And thus we go in this love Christ victory to use our lips for the glory of God to use our lips in that lens of the forgiveness of sins and the gospel, to use our words through the body and blood of our Lord and to love and uplift our neighbor through his love, to defend and speak well and explain everything in the kindest of ways because his word is true. And if his word is true, his love is true. And if his love is true, then our joy is true because his empty tomb, his gospel has been delivered to you. Words matter. And just as words may destroy, words also uplift, comfort, and save. So love your neighbor every opportunity you have. Love them in your actions. Love them in your words. Not just any love, but with the love of Christ. For it is His love, His faithfulness, rooted in His death and resurrection, that we not only open our lips to declare His praise, but also in that joyfulness of His praise, we use our words full of grace and truth in Christ Jesus for the sake of our neighbor. So go joyfully 
with these words, the words of Christ. His love, His forgiveness, and His resurrection for you. Amen. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Midweek Sermon from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.